so take two on this whole thing. I'm actually down here. I'm actually in Indiana right now visiting somebody that I thought who loved me. Who I was looking forward to seeing and I'm like, okay, I've booked two weeks to figure out whether we can stand being around one another, whether we have a future together and all that. Fine. And now some random dude came up and approached me and I'm going to have to inform him of that. Of Oh yeah, that's real nice. Tell me, oh, go hang out at the park. He's apparently doing some confidential call. They signed NDAs. He has some business meeting things. So, yeah, okay. It seems like Saturday can't get here quick enough. Although that's actually not the reason why I've been ticked off. And I'm pretty sure he can tell I've been distant and all this. But I can... But you know what? I figured out the reason why. Last night, I totally figured it out. And the big reason why is probably the fact that he brought up the three-way thing again. Don't you find it annoying when somebody doesn't put on a dating profile that they're a swinger or they're into the poly scene and you're not? I mean, I think that's one thing if you want to live that life and you publicly disclose it and you make that very clear before you have an emotional attachment to someone, you know? Bravo to you if you do that. That's positive. That's a nice thing to do. And I feel like what other people do in their lives is their own private business. As long as people are adult and they're consenting and all that, that's all good. In fact, you can even read a lot of articles and I've read how to do it in the slate column and all this where people talk about not everybody is suited to that lifestyle. Yet this guy that I'm staying with has said, oh, I like to do that on occasion. And I said, if this is something that is a deal breaker for you to having any kind of future with me, then you need to just not even talk to me. And we had had a conflict before and I had, and he's the one who basically initiated contact with me. He's the one who wanted to talk to me again. He's the one who apologized for the whole thing. He did this stuff. He's the one who made the effort. He's the one who chased me. He's the one who invited me to visit. He's the one who, if the pandemic hadn't happened, invited me to travel. He told me all kinds of stuff. So basically, I'm just oh so annoyed right now. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm fairly certain I am not going to talk to this guy again for a very long time, if ever. I don't think I'm going to see this guy ever again. I even said to him as I was walking out the door, you will probably never see me again. And it's not even because of the fact that he's abrasive or because he's very type A and busy and all this, but I really didn't appreciate this notion that he had and tried to present to me of, oh, if you basically don't want to do this sort of thing, oh, you're immature, oh, you're jealous, that's terrible. I don't think that's so terrible to be quite honest with you. I feel like that's actually a good thing. That is a sign that you actually love someone and you care about them. And that you're not about trying to disrespect them and degrade them. Because nine times out of ten, you know, when guys talk about that whole three-way thing, they basically expect some girl that they're with to become a lesbian all of a sudden. Or to become a bisexual and be a-okay with that kind of thing. Well, guess what? There are women who aren't that. Just because various scales claim, oh, every woman's a little bit bi, that's total bullshit. I am not such a woman. I have no interest in it. Never have. In fact, I remember him asking me a couple of days ago, oh, why aren't you bi? Why aren't you a lesbo into that stuff? I'm like, well, why not ask a gay person why they're not straight? It seems like the same difference to me. So I basically have been thinking to myself, okay, if I'm leaving tomorrow, had to switch to a flight that had a layover, which I did not want to do. In fact, when I booked these tickets, I wanted it to be direct flights. And I actually was going to get a $60 decrease on my purchase because of the price dropping per Expedia's price match. 
but can't do that now. In fact, I had to forfeit $17.50 because the flight was less than what I paid for the original flight, which was not exactly totally cheap. I had to tell him this is not like going from New Newark to Charlotte where it was $33. Not the same flight cost. It was closer to $100 for me to get here and it was about $160 initially for me to get back on December 20th. So now I'm getting back on, you know, I'm getting back on the 12th now and he claimed to me, oh, it has nothing to do with you or your physical presence. Oh, I'm so stressed and I should have communicated it better. Yet on Saturday he said to me, you're going to have more sex in two weeks than you've had in a while. And he seemed perfectly on board with that plan, so it really kind of pisses me off. Unless you think I'm just going on a rant about some guy, I basically have another rant, and it occurred to me as I was doing this of, yeah, I don't appreciate people who try to play bait and switch. And I feel like this guy totally did that. If he's such a freaking swinger and he has to have that stuff, it's like, why the hell did you not disclose this on the dating profile you had back when I met you years back? Why did you bother with the emotional investment and doing stuff I didn't ask you to do when I was going through a divorce? How come when we were in New York exclusively dating, you didn't bring this up with me? I mean, was it something of, oh, you felt like because I was recently divorced and I had all this shit going on, maybe that's a little inhumane to do? I mean, why are those circumstances so fucking different from where I'm at right now? Why is it not going to be okay? It's not a way of life. I mentioned before how my feelings were on that. So I don't know why the hell he brought it up again. It's like, is he trying to get rid of me? What the, what is the deal? I don't really know. I've kind of tried to ask that and I was just kind of pissed off and have kind of been distant in all this. So I've just kind of been, oh yeah, whatever, not doing anything, not really caring because he could be a lot like that too. And guess what? I can be a bitch as well. But I hadn't figured out... But yeah, I haven't figured out exactly what I was going to do with this situation. Because I have a friend, I have a few friends who've dealt with some of these experiences. They've dealt with all kinds of stuff. One of my friends is like, December's a very weird month. People have been like, the pandemic's a very weird time. It's kind of stressed people out and done all kinds of shit and wreaked havoc on people, which is not a lie. Because I've been dealing with that myself. But I informed him, you know, just because things are stressful or something's difficult, that's when we try to be around people that we like, you know? That's when we try to be around our loved ones. And we try to cling towards them and kind of let them help us and guide us and make us feel better and all that stuff. That's not when we push them away. And he had the nerve to try to assert that, oh, if you have a type A personality, you're automatically going to be into the whole threesome thing and letting people do that. And it occurred to me that there's definitely something merit to me saying well you're going to end up meeting some bitch and then deciding you're going to go off with her so then it's bye bye to me so why the hell would I do that it's like am I stupid do you think I'm stupid and it occurred to me I could point out to him okay so some other bitch gets pregnant with your baby when you told me that if some girl got pregnant by you you would never leave the mother of your child so gee you'd go off with that bitch and then where would I be gone bye bye no more so to me it's basically a recipe of heartache and he'll assert, oh, that's fine and all that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not from the culture of let's sleep with everybody and have a commune existence. That ain't me. I'm from actual conservative roots, you know? I'm actually from, you know, we get married to one person and we try to stay married and all this stuff and kind of deal with the good times, the bad times. I'm not from the land of starter marriages and open marriages and all that shit. And he never even said to me of something that I absolutely would not give him in the bedroom that he had to go find someone else to do. He basically just simply said, oh, I want to have threesomes. And let me tell you something. For those of you men who are listening, women hear this shit, 
And they're like, fuck you. You basically want to treat us like prostitutes. You want to treat us like sex dolls. So it's like, why don't you just hire a prostitute? Why don't you just get a sex doll? Why waste our time at all? And that's kind of how I feel. And in fact, the way... The basic way I'm probably telling him this is like, I feel like you said you love me to me under false pretenses. I feel like you engaged in a relationship with me, got involved in my life under totally false pretenses. Because if your entire wish at the end of the day was to become this massive swinger and tell me about how you've done this in every single relationship you've had, why the hell did you waste my time having a relationship? Why do it? We hadn't even dated that long, but it's like, okay, were you planning to spring this on me six months in? Were you going to spring it on me a year later? What the hell? And I've known this guy quite a while, and we had a period of no contact. And in fact, I had seen on his Facebook profile where he listed some girlfriend, and I was like, don't even come to visit me because I'm not going to deal with that kind of drama. I was like, I'm not dealing with some bitch getting jealous because you're sleeping in the same bed that I have in my room because there's literally no place else to sleep. But there's been a whole big thing. I even asked him, why the hell did you bother talking to me again after that situation happened and months had passed and I'd blocked him, said, you know what, F you, you are dead to me. And he's like, I missed you. And gee, it's like, well, you didn't miss me that much. Because I'm sorry. I feel like if you're the kind of person who believes in that and you're all about that, to me, it's like you just view women as disposable objects. That they're just nothing but Kleenex. It doesn't really matter. And I informed him it might be one thing if you were married and maybe you were feeling bored because that happens when you're married. It kind of takes, you know, you might want to get spice back into your marriage or you might be engaged or something. Or you have a kid with someone. You have some kind of commitment there. But in this situation where there's no commitment, no nothing, uh uh-uh. It's like he's got to be out of his freaking mind. And I don't know what he's going to say to me later on. I don't even know whether I'm going to care or not, to be honest. But... It just really pisses me off when people lie about that shit. And I really despise liars. I even told him as much. I said, you know, you shouldn't have even said you love me. Don't invite me to come. And don't give me that impression if you actually don't. And he says to me, oh, my circumstances have changed. Oh, things aren't the same, you know? And basically he's talking about financial and all that. But it's like, well, my financial circumstances are different too. But it's not exactly changed feelings and all that, you know? And he's the one who came to visit me in early and late February, warned me about what was going to happen in this country. I was the only one wearing a mask for the most part in New York City before the whole thing started. I remember going to Jagged Little Pill the first week of March and I was the only person in that entire theater wearing a mask. But I actually had some guy approach me over here, so that's a little creepy. So probably it's a thought of, well, you know, Saturday can't get here quick enough. And I'm doing this on a Friday. Might try to post this if I get my laptop today. That's another issue I've had on this trip is that I found the screen was broken. So I found the computer place that had said that they were going to get it done by Wednesday and they were going to have the part. But now, apparently the part got delayed, so now it's supposed to be here Friday. And if we're... And they told me yesterday it's supposed to arrive between 11 and 12 and then it would be done within 15 minutes of that. So I'm thinking I give them until about 12.30. And if I don't have it by 12.30, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to take my laptop. You're not getting money from me. And I'm just going to have to take it to North Carolina and get it looked at there. Hopefully someone I know can do it. Or I'll just look up something online, find somebody with some really good Yelp reviews, and I'll take it there myself. Figure out pricing. And he seems really annoyed about that. And he's over here saying I'm not assertive enough and all this. And I thought, yeah, you'll see some assertion from me real soon. And I'm like, I'd like my $8 from the CVS trip I went on where I bought your toilet paper and your corkscrew for your wine. 
Yeah, there'll be some assertiveness, all right. I don't even know if I'm taking this fleece blanket I brought to keep myself a little warmer or not, whether I'll take it back with me. I'll have to see if I've got room in my suitcase. I'm debating on it. I haven't decided. But yeah, isn't that bullshit? I've even read about all this stuff and know quite a few people who were involved in the poly experience and did that life. And one of the big things was the woman decides it. The woman's the one who's in control. She's the one who decides who she's going to do that with. It's not the guy saying, oh, here's a friend of mine. Oh, here's this woman at work that I secretly have a crush on. He's not the one who makes those decisions. It's the woman. The woman decides what's going to happen. The woman sets the rules. And he seems to have forgotten that part of the playbook. He also seems to have ignored the part of the playbook of you don't force people into things. You don't try to coerce them. And he said to me he would never force or coerce me into something I wouldn't be comfortable with. But then I kind of wonder, hmm, he said this to me and he's told me about how he's done this in all these other relationships. So if he's done this in every single flipping relationship he's had, what the hell is the point in talking to me? What the hell is the point in even saying you love me? Hmm? That's my question. Because to me, that's like kind of a worthless, that's worthless to say that to me. That when I ask that question, you're going to lie to me? It's like, what's the freaking point? And he's kind of known from day one with me. It's like, I just don't put up with these things. I have a lot of attitude about that notion. I find a taken man approaching me is about as appealing as handing me a half-eaten sandwich covered in drool and dirt and paw prints and telling me it's a, it's a delicious feast. Because to me, it's not. And I explained to him, you know, you do that situation, you want to run a harem? Well, you're never going to be number one at all. You're never going to count, especially if you're some side hoe. And I didn't sign on for anybody. I'm not anybody's side hoe. I've told people this too. I've actually gone through a whole speech about it. But I'm like, I'm not your freaking side hoe. And if you think I am, you are sadly mistaken. And you're basically insulting me. And in fact, it is considered a grave insult, I think, to most women in the South. Probably women in a lot of places, in fact. Probably lots of women of faith. I'm sure if you asked a handful of women, ask a good chunk of them how they feel about that sort of thing, if you want them, that you want them to be a side hoe, how they're going to feel, I don't think they're going to feel flattered. I think most of them are going to be really pissed off. They're going to be like, okay, why don't you just hire a prostitute? And if she's not a prostitute, you know, if it's like some normal person, they're just kind of going about, going about in the world, they don't have other circumstances going on, I think they're going to be like, yeah, not really interested in doing that. And I went through a situation in my divorce where basically I couldn't do exclusive relationships. This was the first guy that I chose to have an exclusive relationship with and who chose to have one with me. Like said he agreed to do that, wanted to do this. And told me he would feel uncomfortable if I went off and slept with other guys. So funny how things change over how many years and even with travel and all that. It doesn't seem to me that absence has really made the heart grow fonder. It seems like perhaps the opposite. I don't know. But basically, I knew that this was something of it was either going to go really well or it was going to go really bad. I had more expectations that it was going to go well, but <laughs> at this point, I kind of wonder to myself about a few things. One of the things I wonder about is, okay, is it inevitable that if somebody is a type A personality and they have money and they live in a major city, that they automatically shun the idea of commitment and insist on doing, on, yeah, basically insist on being poly? I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to have to ask friends of mine. Maybe some people who have actually lived those circumstances and kind of done that stuff. I'm going to have to ask them that question. I have a few people I'm going to ask that of. But I really would like to know the answer. And I kind of feel like the answer has to be not everybody. It has to be not the majority of the world. 
I'm not going to be convinced and I'm not going to believe that every single person is like that. That they all want to have freaking poly relationships and don't want to respect anybody. I can't believe that. I just can't. I don't know why, but I don't. But that's one question I have. Is is that inevitable? Is it... Is it kind of the trope that we tell women, oh, you should go look for the guy who has money and can provide for you and all this, but everybody neglects to mention, ugh, let's make sure a bug didn't land on me. But it's kind of the old trope of women telling women, oh, you want to find the guy who has money, you know, find the prince, find the king, somebody who will take care of you and they have riches and all this, but everybody seems to neglect the fact of, oh, you'll get dumped for a trophy wife. Or he's going to want to do it with a bunch of other chicks and totally disregard you. Yeah, that bug had landed on my collar. That's creepy. I wasn't sure that about that. I just noticed. Because I'm sitting out here kind of doing this. At least my hand is not freezing today. A couple days ago when I did this, it was awful. And it's a funny thing. I'm not even upset about that kind of thing. I'm not upset about, oh, this guy has work to do. Well, I have, to, I have stuff to do too. I explained that to him. I'm like, I just kind of need a break for a bit from dealing with my family. I wanted a break from that. I wanted to be around for Christmas. I wanted to be around for big holiday stuff. But he's like, oh, how come you're not in New York? I'm like, gee, there's no reason for me to be in New York and family tends to like to see me. And he doesn't have nieces and nephews, so he doesn't have siblings. He doesn't really get that. So it's like, fine, he doesn't really understand it. He doesn't really get it. That's fine. He's also a guy, so it's not like he's got to worry about getting on the transit system and being attacked like I would as a woman. And I'm sure many women would feel that way if you go and ask them. There's a lot of people who left New York. In fact, as far as I know, a lot of those rich people who left for the Hamptons, they haven't come back to New York. I'm sure some of these people went other places too. I know a lot of people on the Upper West Side were looking to move. I'm sure some of them still have moved, haven't returned. Some of them might never return. Who knows? It just kind of depends on how things go in the city. But I find that kind of interesting. Of Basically, maybe that old trope of, oh, go find a man, marry well, find a man with money and resources and all that, means you will never get any respect. I have no idea whether that's true or not, but it makes me wonder. And yeah, gee, maybe I should do that. <laughs> maybe I should have been super polite to that guy. Or maybe I could have given this one a shock, huh? Could have been like, yeah, I found this dude. And this dude wants to do it. And he'll go down on me or something. I don't know. Maybe I should have done that. Who knows? I do know one guy. And the sad part is he's in Illinois. And if he actually were in Chicago and we're going to be in the O'Hare airport... For the layover I have to do tomorrow. That would have been fun and interesting. But he's kind of screwed up in his own way. That's another question I've had for myself. Of Do you have to... Are all the guys in New York City screwed up? I don't know if they are. I'd like to hope not all of them are. Kind of like I'd like to hope not all guys who have some kind of money and resources are complete and total assholes. But who knows? A lot of women, a lot of men will tell you dating in New York City sucks. A lot of them will tell you about how sucky the opposite sex is and dealing with their stuff. I've heard it from both sides because I have guy friends and I have female friends too who have shared some details of their experiences. I've even had people share their experiences just going to a casual setting. Like I remember in early March, yeah, like super early March, I went to my friend's birthday party and met one of her friends and she was talking about how dating in New York City sucks. And I'm like, I'm just kind of out of it. I'm like kind of sitting in limbo because I was seeing about this other guy that I'm now seeing. But since I feel like that's pretty much completely not going to happen, 
that's just completely fucked up. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? I guess I'll go back into the dating pool or we can call it dating hell. But I figure that'll be after the pandemic because it makes no sense to do it during. Yeah, I even told one of my friends, after the pandemic, game on. Not game on to date them, of course, because this was my gay bestie, but... Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that to myself of, oh yeah, it's game on, but good luck convincing me that you're not a complete asshole and a liar. Hmm. that going to happen? I have no idea. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's like I still wait around to be convinced of that kind of thing. But this situation, it's like, yeah, it's hardened and firmed my cynicism even more. It's like made me even more jaded, made me even more skeptical, even more, I'm not going to trust you. It's going to make me second guess even more. Because this guy says to me, well, he's not lying to me and he's been honest with me and all this. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. It's totally proven otherwise. When you're saying this other shit to me, I'm like, yeah, right. Whatever. I mean, his actions have indicated something that he claims he doesn't feel. So it's like, yeah, I don't even know with him. He's probably one of the most confusing men I've met, I'm sure. And he said that he didn't get how I think sometimes. And I said, I think most women would say that about you. Which I think is true. We've had a few moments of fun here. But to be perfectly honest, I'm like, maybe today will be like farewell. That might be what it is. It might just be, you know, sayonara, farewell, kiss off, whatever. We'll figure that out. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm trying not to engage in too much self-pity. Or maybe I'll just do it on the airplane. I don't know. But I'm trying. <laughs>